Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, It's been a week since we last spoke. Uh... Tons has happened here in uh, wrestling world. Um, I'm not, I don't really have too much of a quick hits, quick hits segment for this week's podcast. Uh, but, and I didn't, I'm full disclosure, I did not watch uh, WWE Crown Jewel. Uh, wasn't really planning on watching it, wasn't really into it. The whole Saudi thing made me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and then when they announced that Hulk Hogan was going to be there, I was all the way out on, uh, on this. So we'll just go ahead and start with, uh, with what would normally be our quick hit segment. Um, and then I'll do the recaps and, and get out of your hair. Uh, but, but yeah, so Crown Jewel, um, Cena didn't show up. Uh, Daniel Bryan didn't show up. They felt uncomfortable about the whole uh, Saudi uh, Saudi thing uh, with the uh, with the journalists dying and uh, being murdered and and just all the everything that that went along with that. So they they weren't there. Um, Triple H ended up tearing his pec. So they they did the whole Brothers of Destruction uh, match and complete with an injury. Uh, just in case you didn't know how old everyone is, they wanted to uh, they wanted to drive that point home and and get injured. I'm joking, but uh, but yeah, the really unfortunate uh, Triple H got injured there because uh, you have to figure that. Triple H was going to be involved in some kind of WrestleMania angle. Um, I wonder if uh, we're going to be getting any more of Shawn Michaels in the ring. I hope not, even though he did well for uh, somebody not really being around for the last eight years. Uh, well, he did land on his face. Uh, I did see that. Uh, so so that sucks. Um, but... Uh, but good job for him. Uh, I did see I did hit, see him say something where he's not looking forward uh, to getting into the ring anytime soon after this, and he's he's kind of hoping that uh, that 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 can be the the last match. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping so too. Um, but uh, you know, good good on him for doing what he did there. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, being there i i didn't see any of it but just with uh with what was going on all the all the controversy um and then and then adding uh and then adding hulk into the mix i don't know whose idea that was uh but uh, um yeah i guess they're not the uh yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know what they were thinking. Like, oh yeah, uh, 
let's uh let's announce that Hogan's gonna be there because that'll everybody who's pissed off about uh about Crown Jewel happening, they'll they'll totally be stoked about uh about Hogan being added to the bill. I really don't know what was going on there and and why uh why they added Hogan, but um you know whatever. WWE's gonna WWE. I guess um like this is probably the only time where they were like, hey, if we're gonna sneak Hogan in there, uh you might as well do it now because everybody else is gonna be everybody's gonna be pissed about everything else. They uh I mean, you know, they just won't even notice Hogan Hogan uh being added to the mix. Which I guess that's the only that's the only thing I can think of that that kind of makes sense just go ahead and throw throw Hogan in because with all the other controversy uh this is probably the only time that Hogan coming back uh can be overshadowed by other stuff so uh, so that's all I can think of for for them being like yeah let's add add Hogan either that or like the the crown prince, the Saudi crown prince was like, yo, you guys were here last time, and there was no Hulk Hogan, so what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's, uh, that's all I could think of, man. Um, so, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and jump into Raw for the week. Uh, so, Raw kicks off, um, and, uh, it's a it's a recap of Roman relinquishing the belt. Sad, sad stuff. Um, but and and we're gonna keep seeing it for a little while. I'm guessing. Um, Baron Corbin is out with the Universal Title, and uh, he says that last week was emotional, uh, but that was last week, and life goes on. Uh, he says that. Uh, he says that, uh, he hopes Reigns gets better, um, but that when, uh, but that when Reigns comes back, he hopes that he does not come back to Raw, um, because, uh, Corbin's holding the universal title and he says that he uh that we know it looks good on him and it feels good on him too he he wants us to know uh then Lesnar's music hits that's Brock Lesnar he comes down to the ring um and then Corbin tries to hype up Brock Lesnar uh Heyman goes ahead and goes ahead and stops him and basically tells him uh stay in your lane homie uh Heyman does his his uh his normal shtick um, big upping Brock Lesnar. Uh, then he says that Lesnar is going to beat Strowman, and that's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Uh, says that he couldn't be any more sure if this were predetermined. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, nice one, Paul Heyman. Um, Heyman guarantees that history is going to be made uh, on Friday at Crown Jewel. At this point, it's already passed, uh, because, you know, I just did that whole oh that's another thing uh spoiler alert uh by this time you've already seen raw so you already know that uh lesnar's the champ again um so lesnar winning the championship and shane mcmahon winning the world cup tournament 
are two things that uh, are gonna that definitely have the fan base triggered. Um, it seems like WWE might have been trolling us with this show. I don't know. Um, the Shane McMahon uh, thing, it may be uh, because there was an injury to The Miz, but uh, I am getting reports uh, that, uh, and hearing reports that The Miz's injury uh, is a work, and Shane winning the crown, uh, the uh, the World Cup tournament is all leading towards the uh, a big Shane heel turn. So uh, I guess we got to stay tuned and see what happens there. Um, okay, but back to Lesnar and Raw. Um, the you know uh, they they say that Lesnar is going to win at Crown Jewel, which he did. Uh, then Braun Strowman's music hits. Uh, Braun comes to the ring and says he's going to be the new champ because Brock Brock is going to get these hands. Uh, Corbin tries to uh, get these guys separated, keep things from escalating. Braun is not about that life. Braun is not a de-escalator. He is a escalator, escalator. <laughs> um, Braun shoves Corbin out of the way. Um and then uh, Corbin ends up eating a power slam, uh, eats another one, and then Lesnar slides back into the ring. Boom, F5 to Strowman. Um, but Strowman is able to get back to his feet um, before Lesnar makes it to the back, so they have a little bit of a stare down. Um, after that, we have a recap of Dean Ambrose's heel turn uh, last week. Seth demands answers, and he wants them tonight. Uh, Finn Balor comes out next. Uh, Finn Balor throws a too-sweet Corbin's way as Corbin is being taken to the back by the refs uh, during his entrance. Uh, Corbin's still feeling the effects of those power slams from uh, Braun Strowman. Um, Then we go ahead and go to a break. After the break, my man, Leo Rush, uh, says that Finn got lucky against the big man, Lashley, 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 last week. Uh, so Leo Rush says that uh, Bobby Lashley is going to humble Finn. Um, my man uh, my man Leo Rush uh, is getting a lot of hate. I see it on social media, all his comments, anytime he posts stuff up, or you're so annoying in the match. And uh, that just means that Leo Rush is doing his job. He is killing it. I am really enjoying Leo Rush's heel work right now. Keep doing your thing, Leo. Um, and it kind of seems like he could be playing a little bit off of off of real life. Uh, I I do know that there were some people who felt like Leo rubbed them the wrong way. Uh, the the joke he made about Emma after she was released, uh, people didn't like that he was asking, uh, that he was charging a fee for being on podcasts, uh, when he was back on the indies, um, I don't know, man, makes sense to me, if they want you, then make them pay, get your money, Leo, get your money, um, like he said, man, he came to collect, (laughs) uh, okay, so, uh the the match starts up uh leo rush is still doing his heel shtick 
on the mic during the match. Uh, Lashley, Lashley, that cracks me up. Uh, he tells us that Lashley smells like money. I just want to know uh, why Rush knows what what uh, Lashley smells like. Like he's, it seems like they're really close. Um, finish comes on a DQ. Uh, when Rush pushes Finn off of the top rope when he's going for the coup de grace, uh, Rush slaps Finn while Lashley holds him. Uh, back from break, Lashley and Rush see Corbin. Uh, Corbin tells them what they did to Finn was impressive. Uh, he's been waiting for Finn to get his. Wow, hater much? Uh, um, Corbin says that Lashley qualifies for the World Cup tournament now. So that's how... Uh, Lashley got to replace John Cena. John Cena refused to work at Crown Jewel. Um, seems like they took a little bit of a little bit of a dig about him not qualifying for the tournament. Uh, when Corbin does make a remark about that, um, I don't know if that's uh, you know a directive from Vince because they are legit hot at Cena for not coming to Crown Jewel, or if that's just uh, them wanting Corbin to be a, a dick heel. Um, they announce Ronda versus Becky Lynch at Survivor Series, which is actually like a huge match right now. Um, they show a WWE.com exclusive clip of Ronda and Becky after uh, Evolution. Um a little bit of a passive-aggressive congratulations given by both champions uh, where they're calling each other champ. Um, I'm pumped for this feud. I'm actually really pumped. Uh, this is a really... This is something that can be a really big match. Um, Becky is probably one of the hottest stars in the company, male or female, right now, um, as is Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda Rousey is being positioned as one of the biggest stars in the company. So this is this is big. This is what uh, this is what Becky was looking for, uh, according to the storyline. So this should be fun. Um, I'm really excited to see how they work this uh, leading up to Survivor Series. Lita is out first for the next match. Then Trish. Uh, Natty is out next, followed by my boo, Sasha Banks. And then Bailey rounds out the face team. Uh, I know Sasha and Bailey have to be, they had to be legit hype uh, for this, for this match, getting the team with Trish and, uh, and, and Lita. Um, back from break, Alexa Bliss's music hits. Uh, then the Riot Squad, Alicia and Mickey James are the Riot Squad's partners. Um, Alexa Bliss is still injured, so she's not competing. Um, lots of action in this match. Trish and Lita repeating all their greatest hits uh, from the Evolution uh, pay-per-view. Uh, Sasha and Trish get some tag time. Um, they get some tag time in, uh, and they do like a double-team move where they do Sasha's pose followed by like a tandem elbow drop. Um, Bailey and Lita hit tandem twist of fates Lita with a moonsault um and then Natty uh they kick out on the moonsault Natty uh finish comes uh, or and then uh actually they do the heart attack after the Lita moonsault uh kick out and then the finish comes with Natty locking in the sharpshooter 
on Alicia Fox. Uh, then there's a recap of Nia Jax winning the Battle Royal at Evolution. Um, Kayla Braxton asks Nia when she's going after Ronda. Uh, Nia says that um, uh, Nia says after Ronda makes Becky tap, then she'll be waiting. Uh, Kayla Braxton then says that Nia eliminated four women at Evolution, but then she introduces Amber Moon, who eliminated five women at Evolution. Um, Amber says that she gets chills thinking about that night. Uh, she caught lightning in a bottle. Uh, Nia Jax says that Ember did great and all, but she's the one who won. Uh, she asked Kayla if she wants to ask more questions about facing Ronda or competing at Survivor Series, or is she going to keep talking to Miss Lightning in a Bottle here? Uh, Ember says that she remembers being Nia's partner when she first debuted on Raw. Uh, says that she respects Naya. She says that maybe Naya will respect her more if she challenges her to a match tonight. Uh, so Naya is with the shits. Uh, she says that she has more guidance for Ember. And uh, Ember caught lightning in a bottle last night, and Naya still won. And the same is going to happen tonight. Ooh. Okay, so another uh, recap of Dean's heel turn. And then there's a video package on the Brothers of Destruction and DX Feud. Uh, one more like a, a, a video package on the beatdown at Super Showdown. Back from break, my dog Elias is in the ring doing his thing, shredding on the guitar again. He says that he's the living truth and the truth will set you free. Uh, everything he tells us will get us to the promised land and everything that this company will be is hoisted on his shoulders. Um, so big words from Elias there. Uh, everything hinges on one universal truth and that truth is that WWE stands for walk with Elias. Uh, he tells us that Ric Flair wanted to, wanted to hang out with him. Uh, Raw is in Charlotte. So that's where I, why we're getting the, the flair reference here. Um, says that, uh, he says that Ric Flair wanted to hang with him because he's the man and he loved what he did to Baron Corbin and he wants to live it again. Ric Flair is, must be bored. He wants to relive, uh, you know, Baron Corbin beatdowns. Um, Elias shows the footage, uh, once again, the crowd gives the yes chance. Elias had a uh, plan on singing to Corbin, uh, and he says that Corbin probably can't make it down there, so he's going to bring the music to Corbin. Uh, Corbin, if you don't remember, did get uh, jacked up by uh, Braun Strowman in the opening segment. So Elias heads backstage. Uh, Dana Brooks stops Elias and asks him if he'll play her a song. He says, for you, no savage um some dude shows up with a cake and um elias tells him to take that to his dressing room uh then elias knocks on baron corbin's dressing room door uh corbin tells him go the hell away uh, i don't care who you are uh elias says that he's got a song for him and if he's not gonna open up then please silence your phone and hold your applause and uh, keep 
your mouth shut. Uh, so Elias goes goes ahead and he sings that uh, Corbin has had potential and could have been the best. Uh, said that he's a wolf in sheep's clothing and a coward above the rest. Uh, he left him lying in the dirt and Corbin is just a stupid, taller, stupider version of Kurt. Bars. Uh, Corbin flings the door open. Elias tells him that he's happy he joined in. And then he sings how he smashed Corbin with his guitar. Um, and now his career is in a ditch. He used to be the lone wolf, but now he's just Stephanie McMahon's little... And then Corbin slams the door in his face before uh, Elias can say the word bitch. Um, Gender Mahal then attacks from behind. Um, but Elias starts fighting back. Uh, but Gender gets the best of him. Uh, Corbin says that Elias... Uh, Gender gets the best of him, lays him out. And then Corbin comes back out and says that Elias's match with Gender is next. Uh, back from break, the match gets underway. Uh, Corey Graves makes a 3MB reference about gender. Uh, Graves Loki has been clowning uh, this whole. Uh, he's been he's been clowning this entire time. Uh, Elias has been on. Uh, he's been clowning. He's he'd been clowning the entire time that Elias has been on screen. Uh, now that Elias is a face, I'm guessing that they're gonna make him wrestle more. Uh, which is something that I dig uh, because I feel like it's needed. He's really great uh, when he does the, the in-ring segments with the guitar and stuff like that, but um, it would be good to have him wrestle more so so the fans can get familiar with his moveset. Um, Elias won this match. Uh, he does the drift away, um, and nobody even recognized the move. Like, you have other, mo- uh, you have other wrestlers, like, uh, when Dean is gonna set up for dirty deeds or when Seth is setting up for the curb stomp or something like that the the crowd can recognize it they see it oh you did you just did this move okay you're gonna set up for your finisher now um the crowd doesn't recognize any of that with Elias so his matches even though he's a good hand in the ring like his matches it's just kind of like they're just kind of like sitting on their hands watching and waiting for him to do something crazy Whereas uh, if he gets his move set over with people a little bit more, um, they'll recognize the greatest hits. Like, they'll recognize the moves coming. They'll be like, oh, okay, here we go. Drift Away is coming next. Like, so um, I, I'm guessing now that he's a face, um, they'll have to, they're, they're, we're, and feuding with Corbin. Corbin's going to book him in matches. So it's, that's something that we'll see more often and uh and we'll we'll figure out what his moves are <laughs> um let's see here recap after that recap of uh earlier action between Corbin Strowman and Lesnar uh then an evolution recap transition in the crown jewel promo uh that's tough uh they talk up the world cup and then they go through the bracket uh after that they transition into a video package on kurt angle's career uh this guy was the fucking man 
then we lead into one of those selfie promos from Kurt, uh, where Kurt tells us that uh, people are saying that he's out of his mind to think that he'll win the World Cup. Uh, but he says at Crown Jewel, he'll prove not only that he has one more match, he'll prove that he's the best in the world. Uh, next up, Bobby Roode and Kurt's real son, Chad Gable, um, inset promo where Chad Gable is trying to figure out uh, the price and thread count of Rude's, uh, Bobby Roode's robe. Uh, Roode says he has to ask his tailor, uh, but it's glorious. Uh, AOP is out next uh, with Drake Maverick. Uh, somehow I missed the Ascension's entrance, uh, but the Ascension and Bobby Roode and... Uh, Chad Gable both attack AOP and then a brawl breaks out before the match um, and then we settle down and go to break uh, back from break the match is underway Cole talks about the importance of this match uh, now that Seth and Dean are beefing uh, the tag scene is a little bit topsy-turvy uh, and there may be an opening uh, for one of these teams that is in this match. Um, so this so this match can help determine the number one contender. Uh, finish ends up coming pretty quickly. Pause. Uh, Rude blind tags in. Uh, Gable hits the rolling German suplex. Rude hops on the end of that uh, German suplex with a cutter. Uh, looks really sick. Uh, AOP weren't even in the match. Uh, or they weren't even in, the, in there when that happened. Um, one, two, three on, uh, I believe it's Connor in the, or no, Victor, uh, in the Ascension is who eats the three count. AOP isn't feeling that. They come into the ring and they kill everybody. Uh, recap of the Roman Reigns news. Uh, and then they, uh, they show a video package of a bunch of, uh, cancer patient kids that he visited a few months back and they all give well wishes to the big dog um, who the fuck is cutting all these onions in here because my eyes are watering <laughs> um, recap of Dean and Seth uh, winning the tag titles for Roman and then Dean turning uh, on Seth and going heel uh, Seth wants answers and he wants them next uh, so next up Seth comes out um, to big cheers, um, he talks about this being his third tag title reign, uh, he should be celebrating with Dean, um, but he's not, uh, Dean turned on him and the shield, uh, Seth wonders if this is his fault, uh, because of when he turned on the shield four years ago, four years, wow, that's crazy, um, Dean shows up in the crowd, Seth wants him to explain himself. Uh, Dean says nothing. And then Seth calls him a cold-hearted bastard. Uh, Dean wanted to make everything about him. So Seth is on that ass forever. Pause. Uh, Seth says that he'll come up there and Dean just walks away. So we're going we're gonna to find out a little bit more, I guess, from Dean next week. Uh, backstage, Lashley and Leo Rush are with Charlie Caruso, and she asks what it would mean to them uh, to win the World Cup. Uh, 
Leo Rush says Lashley has another title to add to his list of accomplishments. When you look like money and smell like money and everything you do is money, then it's a foregone conclusion that you're the best in the world. Uh, Then there's, that's the end of their promo. There's another video recap on the return of DX. And then Nia Jax is out next uh, before the break. After the break, Ember Moon comes out. Uh, While the match is still going on, um, Tamina's music hits. Nia Jax capitalizes on the distraction and wins via the leg drop. Uh, Tamina comes in, faces off with Nia, and then leaves. Um, Now, this was really interesting in the the Battle Royal. Um, Nia Jax and Tamina kind of... They kind of had a moment and then were allies. Uh, So it seems that Tamina keeps showing up and has some kind of beef with Nia Jax. But I wonder, especially with the tension that they're they're starting to tease and build with Nia Jax and Ember Moon um, and the way that Ember Moon... um, how over she was at evolution um i'm wondering if we're gonna see this what looks like a feud between tamina and naya uh i wonder if we'll see that turn into some kind of partnership and naya jacks go heel um because uh with with Ronda solidified as the face of Raw, uh, of the women's division of Raw, and definitely um, heavy on the on the face side of things, uh, I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to have Nia Jax as a face and and not the champion uh, with and if you're gonna keep her strong. You know, you're going to keep her strong. Uh, She's going to have to win the belt and be the champ at some point as a face. Because if not, then she's just she's going to end up looking weak. But as a heel, um, she gives Ronda Rousey somebody to overcome. And WWE doesn't. Well, I, I feel like they don't they have a tough time making anybody look strong at this point but they seem to be okay with with their heels losing um so i think even though i would like strong heels as well uh it's naya not being the champion um and them still pl- still playing up her strength is it works better if she's going to be a heel um, let's see here. They hype up next after that. They hype up uh, Lucha House Party, uh, making their debut on Raw. So the revival's already in the ring. Uh, Lucha House Party comes out. Uh, win for for LHP. Uh, thanks to a uh, Salida del Sol, uh, from Kalisto. Uh, Lucha House Party wins. Glad to see. Uh, some 205 live talent popping back up on Raw in a in a wrestling capacity. 
Um, it's been fun seeing Drake Maverick as a uh, as a manager, and Leo Rush has been great. Uh, but it's it's nice to see them actually wrestling as well. Uh, back from break, Dolph comes out with Drew. Uh, Dolph says that he's got his eyes on the prize at Crown Jewel. Uh, Drew is focused on the Universal title match. Dolph says that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is Kurt thinking that he'll beat him at Crown Jewel. He appreciates Kurt and he's looked up to him, but Kurt isn't Dolph. Uh, Dolph says that he's the best thing that's ever happened in this business and the best in the world. Apollo Crews comes out as uh, Dolph's opponent. Um, match underway after break. Cruz is uh, showing out a little bit um, in this match. He gets a he gets a little bit of a spotlight to to kind of flash his uh, potential there. Uh, Cruz, remember when he first signed? Uh, there was so much optimism. Uh, they really botched his NXT run. Um, Apollo Crews goes for a sprog, frog splash. Uh, then Dolph Ziggler gets the knees up. Super kick by Dolph. Um, Dolph gets the win. Back from break. The mayor. Kane's music hits. Then Taker's. Uh, Taker says it's not easy to reach the end. When the Reaper calls, no one can escape. Uh, the Brothers of Destruction will take DX to hell. It won't just be the end of an era. It'll be the end of their era. So, you know, serious shit. Um, Kane says that, but Kane says that's Friday. Tonight, DX is being summoned to the ring. Um, and they, uh, they can never rest in peace. So then DX music hits. Uh, Trips comes out uh, with the glow sticks. Uh, Trips is looking around for Sean. Um, Kane leaves the ring to go towards Triple H. Triple H points to the back. Then you see Taker in the ring and he's like, oh shit. And uh, Sean Michaels surprises him with the super kick. Uh, Sean with the crotch chops. And uh, then they get out of there. They get the hell out of Dodge. Uh, then Taker sits up. The show ends with a stare down and Taker's music playing. So that uh, that was Raw um, leading into Crown Jewel. I guess the go-home show before Crown Jewel. Uh, so that's, that's what happened there. Uh, interesting show. Um, interesting lead into to Crown Jewel. Uh, I was... I don't uh we're still just kind of figuring things out and figuring out how the roster is going to shake out uh after after the Roman news and now with with Brock as the champ I I don't know but we'll see. All right, so next we're going to jump into SmackDown. All right, next up on SmackDown, the show opens up, uh AJ Styles comes down to the ring, commentary shows a recap of the miscues uh, miscues that uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan have had as a team. Uh, big chance from the crowd. 
because they're in AJ's hometown, basically. Uh, he's from Gainesville, but they're in Atlanta, and Gainesville's right down the street. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes out, big yes chance uh, from the crowd. AJ apologizes for what happened last week. Uh, Daniel Bryan says no need for apologies. Uh, Bryan says when he looks at AJ, he sees the WWE title. Not a not a buddy, not a friend, not a colleague, uh, just the belt. Uh, he says that he's taking the belt at Crown Jewel. AJ says that Daniel Bryan didn't let him finish. He says that the Pele kick was on purpose, and he'll do it again at Crown Jewel. Uh, Daniel Bryan acts fake surprise and says that he feels like hitting uh, AJ Styles on purpose right now. Uh, AJ says that he'll defend the title right now, right here, right now. Bryan is with the shits. He's like, let's get it. Uh, Shane McMahon comes out and says, you know, a lot of times we'll hear this and they'll be like, yeah, we'll do this right here, right now. And it never happens. Well, fuck that. It's happening today. Boom. Um, so we have ourselves a WWE title match right now uh, because Daniel Bryan was like, I'm not doing that Saudi show. Um, back from break, the match starts. AJ is getting all the love from the crowd. Uh, incredible TV match, honestly. Uh, this is something that I've been waiting for, Daniel Bryan versus AJ for the WWE title. Um, it was going to be the only reason, one of the only reasons I watched Crown Jewel, uh, but they did it here, so I didn't have to watch it. So thanks, because I didn't want to see Hogan. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean, of course it's a good match. What else would you expect from these guys? Uh, the finish comes when Daniel Bryan has AJ trapped in a triangle, uh, and then AJ turns it into a Styles Clash, then locks in a calf crusher, forcing Daniel Bryan to tap. Uh, they show respect to each other, then Samoa Joe comes out of nowhere and attacks AJ. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes back for the save, but Joe ends up choking him out as well, um... Joe holds up the belt, and that's how we're getting Joe versus AJ Styles at Crown Jewel. Uh, commentary hypes up the World Cup tournament. Uh, this leads to a pre-taped Jeff Hardy promo. Uh, he paints his life, and he'll show he's the best in the world. Uh, the Miz says that he's the best dad, he's the best husband, and he'll show us that he's the best period in the world. Uh, back from break, Paige is in her office. Charlotte comes in. Paige asks Charlotte to be the captain uh, for SmackDown's women's team for Survivor Series. Uh, she declines and says she doesn't think that she's the right woman for the job. Uh, Paige tells her, don't let success get to your head and don't let failure get to your heart um which is something that charlotte has said previously so um it's you know it's, it's relevant uh recap of dx and the brothers of destruction feud uh the new day come out dressed as the brood it's total flames uh the bars out next biggie versus cesaro in a halloween street fight uh biggie gets the win uh, backstage, we have Orton, Ray, Jeff Hardy, and The Miz. All of them, uh, all of them are with Shane. Shane talks all of them up. 
Ray says that he's not intimidated of Orton. Orton says that he's vicious and he'll beat Ray at Crown Jewel. Uh, Jeff says that he's going to fly to the top, uh, leave his demons behind and fly to the top and show that he's the best. Uh, Miz makes fun of another Hardy redemption story, says that he's going to win. Um, he says Halloween must have come early. Ray is a Power Ranger. Jeff is a long, long missed member of Insane Clown Posse. And before he can talk that shit about Orton, um, he Orton gives him a look and he's just kind of like, uh, you know, and Randy Orton is cool. Because um, Miz don't want none of that Orton smoke. Uh, Shane says that he can't have a Raw superstar as the best in the world. If a SmackDown superstar loses in the finals, then they are they're gonna be fired. So I'm interested to see how this plays out next week on SmackDown, um, especially with Shane being the one to come in uh, for an injured Miz and win the uh, win the World Cup tournament. So a SmackDown person could could be the the winner. Um, I could see that him turning this into a heel thing being like I had to come in and say you sorry sack of shit you know I had to I had to come in and save my brand like what the hell like I should book myself for the world title like you know what I mean like I could I could see that but I'm not I'm I'm really not trying to see Shane McMahon as a heel authority figure um I I'm you know let's just not but we'll see how it plays out um, Nakamura comes out to the ring first. Uh, there's a recap of Samoa Joe coming in earlier and attacking AJ and Daniel Bryan. Um, the match at Crown Jewel is made official. Um, or well, the uh, backstage, um, the match is made official. AJ uh, approaches Paige and he wants Joe at Crown Jewel. Uh, Paige reluctantly makes the match. Um, R-Truth comes down to the ring uh, for his match with Nakamura. Uh, R-Truth, he's getting, uh, he got a lot more offense in um, and a dance break. uh, But Nakamura wins with the Kinshasa. Uh, But as you can see, the dance break and all that, they're giving R-Truth a nice little push here in the mid card. And uh, looks like they've uh, looks like they've turned Carmella face uh, to kick it with our truth. So, or we'll see how long this lasts if it continues after the mixed match challenge. Um, let's see here. Back from break, uh, Becky Lynch comes out. Becky says, "I won." She says all, uh, she goes through all the ways where she got beat up, uh, put through a table, folded up like an accordion, all that good stuff. Uh, but she says she got up again. She was the last woman standing and the rightful main event. Uh, she says she's the man and uh, that she'll slap the heads off of everyone on the Raw roster if she has to. Uh, Becky wants to know what planet is Ronda Rousey the baddest on? All the women that she's faced were already beaten. Uh, Becky says that she's not here to cosplay. She's here to win. Uh, Becky versus Ronda is going to be the best shit ever. 
Uh, Becky's already knocking the the promos out of the park. Um, I can't wait. This is this is just great. Um, next up, we're going into the main event. Uh, Miz is out first. Uh, then we go to then we go to the break. Uh, back from break, Joe is backstage talking shit. Uh, AJ's too emotional now. Joe will win at Crown Jewel. Um, Randy Orton is next out for the heel crew. Uh, Jeff Hardy out next, and then uh, and the crowd is stoked. Uh, Ray Mysterio out last, and then we're going to another break. So they're kind of they're kind of milking it here. Um, it did seem like there wasn't like a lot of matches or or anything on the show. So um, I don't know. That was interesting. I don't know why. Uh, Hardy ended up starting the match off against uh, Randy Orton for the main event tag. Fun back and forth match. Uh, Ray and Jeff win uh, with a 619 into a Swanton. After that, uh, Randy RKO's everyone uh, and stands tall. Uh, Next up, we're jumping into NXT. So there's a recap, uh, recap video package of last week's episode. The show opens up. Uh, Nikki Cross is out first. Um, she's great, but I'm really worried for her on the main roster. Uh, like Nikki Cross is against uh, in this uh, in this match. Nikki Cross is against Mercedes Martinez. Uh, really good reaction for Martinez. Is she officially signed now? Somebody let me know. Um, good match between those two as well. Uh, Nikki Cross busts her nose open during the mat or busts her nose during the match. She's bleeding and whatnot. Uh, they accidentally get like a really close shot of it. Um, good effort from Martinez, uh, but Cross gets the win when she hits the purge, which is like a fisherman swinging neck breaker. Neck breaker. Um, after the match, they have a stare down uh, with them both sitting on the mat. Uh, Nikki says that that was fun. There's like a show of respect between the two of them, and then uh, Martinez heads to the back. Um, Candice LeRae comes down to the ring. She wants to know why Nikki didn't tell her uh, that Johnny Gargano was the one who did it. Um, she says that Nikki is messing with people's lives. All this is done without mics. Uh, so there's, you, you can just kind of hear the yelling, which is something that, Nikki, uh, that NXT has been doing a little bit lately, like stuff without mics, and you can just kind of hear them talking. Uh, it kind of, I don't know, for some reason, it kind of makes things seem a little bit more real. Um, so I wonder if that's if this is something that they have been looking at. Is this um, is this like something that they're doing on purpose? Like, is this like a concerted effort to like let's do more segments in ring without the mics? But um, anyway, uh, Nikki is headed to the back, but then Alistair Black comes out, uh, basically stopping her in her tracks. Uh, Nikki backs away, and then Black turns his attention to Candice. Uh, Alistair asks her where Gargano is, and she says he's not here. Uh, things aren't going to be good for Johnny once Alistair Black sees him. Uh, recap of the last time the Mighty and the Street Profits faced off. Uh, they face off again next. Back from break, Street Profits out first. Um, they don't have the Evolve Tag Team belts, uh, but honestly, this was probably filmed. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this episode of NXT was filmed before uh, they even won them, uh, before that match was announced. Uh, I hope they show up on NXT with the belts at some point. Um, the Mighty are out next. 
uh, and they're holding the cup and the chains that the Street Profits have. Uh, Montez Ford has more charisma and fire in the ring each time I watch him uh, in a match. Uh, Angelo Dawkins has been around for a while, so I'm happy that uh, he's found something that works. Uh, the Mighty don't get a spotlight, uh, really, but they can be a really great uh, tag team if given the chance. Uh, Street Profits win off a of frog splash from Montez Ford. Uh, Dawkins goes and gets their shit back, and they celebrate in the crowd. Uh, Kathy Kelly uh, backstage with William Regal. Uh, Regal announces that it's Tommaso Ciampa versus the Velveteen Dream for the title at TakeOver War Games. Uh, Aleister Black comes up and he wants Johnny Gargano. Uh, Regal says that he's not here tonight, but Aleister Black gets Gargano at TakeOver War Games. Uh, next, we see Lars Sullivan just flipping out backstage. Uh, and he wants the title match that uh, Velveteen Dream got. Yeah, Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa. NXT TakeOver War Games. Fucking crazy! Um, so, uh, he he wants that match, uh, and he's going to tear him apart to get it. So it's going to be Lars Sullivan versus the Velveteen Dream next week on NXT. Uh, in the ring, Luke Menzies uh, is waiting. Uh, so that means that it's time Bro, for the king of bros to come on out, they give him a they give him an entrance song that kind of sounds like the Regulators beat anyway. Um, the crowd's all about Matt Riddle. Uh, there's a crazy sequence that where he like flips the guy around and land, ends up landing him in an arm bar. Uh, Matt Riddle gets the win after a big knee and then locks in the bro mission. Uh, Matt Matt Riddle is going to be a huge star in NXT, and he could be huge on the main roster as long as they don't screw him over. Um, then there's a recap of Shayna Baszler's win at Evolution, and the MMA horsewomen getting involved. Uh, Kyrie uh, was trying to uh, get at Shayna backstage after the match and had to be restrained. Uh, in the arena back in the arena after after showing us what happened after evolution um on oni lorkin and danny birch come down to the ring for tag action against humberto carrillo carrillo and raul mendoza uh, mendoza competed back in the cwc the uh, cruiserweight cha- uh, cruiserweight classic and carrillo is in the same signing class uh for nxt as mia yim Chelsea Green, Matt Riddle, and Punishment Martinez. Uh, management is said to be really high on Carrillo, uh, so I'm interested to see if his tag team with Raul Mendoza is a long-term team, or if this is just you know one of those teams that they throw together. Uh, Mendoza is still pretty young, um, and I think he was working on his English, so that's kind of why he was just kind of used a little bit more sparingly in NXT. Uh, when everybody else kind of got the call up to the main roster. Uh, his athleticism is top-notch. Uh, o- Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch get the win uh, when they when they do, like, their tag team implant DDT. Uh, but but there was... Uh, Carrillo got a, got a chance to, to flash some, some high-flying offense. 
so it was it was an interesting match. They still uh, Mendoza and Carrillo still got a chance to shine. Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens uh, to them going forward. Uh, backstage, Undisputed Era, they talk about how the War Raiders need to get a life. Uh, the promo doesn't last long as the War Raiders show up and attack. Uh, War Raiders lawn dart Adam Cole, NWO style, into one of the production trucks. Uh, finally, Roddy is able to help help out and uh, attack with like a trash can. Uh, so the Undisputed Era get the upper hand. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Ricochet comes flying uh, to help the, the War Raiders. Um, fight finally comes ringside. Undisputed Era uh, get get beat into the ring. Uh, Bobby Fish hits a chair shot on Hanson's knee. Uh, Roe gets dropped with a knee. Uh, Ricochet gets dropped with a super kick. And then Pete Dunne's music hits. Um, Pete Dunn's over like Rover, man. Um, he comes down with the chair. Uh, the faces clear the ring. Regal comes out and says, this isn't how this is going to happen. This is not how it's going down. If they want to destroy each other, then they can do it at war games. In a war games match. Uh, so, so this is why they brought war games back for this. Uh, super stoked. Uh, takeover war games is going to be freaking classic uh can't wait for this match um next up we're going into nxt uk uh show opens up trent seven is out first for the opening match uh saxon huxley is his opponent there's an inset promo for huxley uh he's been waiting for this opportunity since he lost in the uk tourney previously uh huxley's getting a good amount of offense and didn't really expect that um huxley's in control for a good chunk of the match the crowd rallies behind trent seven uh seven eventually gets the win with a burning hammer um after seven celebrates there's a video package on the coffee brothers I really can't wait to see these guys in tag action. Um, just two big bruisers, uh, but they but they're athletic, uh, they're quick. So I want to see what they have going on uh, in a tag match. Uh, Mark Coffey is out next versus Flash Morgan Webster. Um, Flash Morgan Webster makes his entrance second. Uh, well, he gets stopped backstage. Uh, he says that he's going to bring that Mod Father style and that he's going to win because in Mod we trust. Uh, the Coffees come out next. Flash Gordon Webster, or Flash Morgan Webster after that. Big pop uh, from the crowd for Webster. Uh, he tries to chop down the coffee tree by kicking the legs. Uh, Joe distracts Flash, and then Mark takes control back for the match. Uh, Morgan gets gets to show off some of his innovative offense. Uh, does does a couple interesting moves there. He has one move. It looks like a botch. Kind of slips coming off the ring and then jumps and then just hits like this weird jump and kick. Uh, but but he 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 made it work. Um, let's see here. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster is able to get the win with a crucifix pin. Uh, the Coffee Brothers attack Webster after the match, and then Travis Banks and Mark Andrews show up uh, to make the save. The Coffee Brothers retreat. Uh, so, 
we'll see how that goes. Uh, looks like the Coffee Brothers might need a third. Um, video package on Danny Birch. Um, he says, if you're not here to be the man, then why are you here? Which is a very good point. Uh, next, a uh, video package on Slant on Sam Gradwell. Uh, this is the dude that Pete Dunne beat up on the first night of the first ever UK tourney. Uh, Gradwell says that he's not here to put on five-star matches. He's here to win. All right. Uh, then there's a video package on Jenny. Jenny. Uh, they they uh, get across her fashionista gimmick pretty effectively in that, uh, that video package. Uh, Gradwell out first for his match against Danny Birch. Um, Gradwell and Birch are going at it. Uh, it starts off, starts off as a slugfest, uh, a you look stupid chant from the crowd, uh, cause Gradwell has a mohawk, um, really physical match between the two hard hitting, uh, Danny Birch gets the win following a DDT. Uh, NXT UK is really the perfect brand to let Birch really kind of shine, um, after the match, Birch cuts a promo saying that the UK will always be home and that he flies the flag for British wrestling wherever he goes, and he's done so for about 15 years. Birch says that it's not about respect anymore. It's about getting someone's attention. That's Pete Dunne's attention. Uh, Pete Dunne is British Strong Style, but Danny has been British Strong Style uh, since Pete Dunne was in diapers. Birch tells uh, Dunn, um, come and have a go if he thinks he's hard enough, which is, which is some British slang. Basically, it's like, come see me if you think you can beat me. Noko. All right. Um, next up, main event, Noam Dar is out first. Um, then we have Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson, out next. Uh, they have something going on uh, in the beginning where they're like, uh, where Noam Dar is trying to take his shoes off or something. I don't know what's going on, but uh, Nigel McGuinness says that it's a British thing. Uh, there's a slower pace to this match. Uh, Gibson wrestles a submission-heavy style. Uh, so the slower pace is to be expected. Uh, you have the Star Wars chant, the dar, 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 that they always do for Noam Dar. Um, Supernova chants. Uh, the crowd was really hot throughout this match. Uh, Gibson is so good as a ruthless heel. He just has a way where he can look evil as hell. Uh, but strangely enough, I, I think he could really work well as a babyface too. Um, the match was crazy. Uh, Noam Dar beats a 10 count, uh, then gets locked in the Shankly gates. Uh, Noam Dar gets to the ropes. Uh, then Zach Gibson is telling him, like, ignore the crowd, focus on me, because I'm about to whoop that ass. Uh, Noam Dar, like, can't even stand up, but then gets a second win, comes back. Uh, Noam Dar with the double, double stomp to, uh, Zach Gibson's knee, that was crazy, uh, but Zach Gibson is able to get the win after hitting the Helter Skelter, uh, this match was nuts, really good stuff, uh, NXT UK is continuing to deliver each 
and every week. Um, now we're going to jump into Impact, uh, Impact Wrestling. Um, so let's uh, let's see here. The the first match on the show, uh, Rich Swan versus Willie Mack. Uh, M- Rich Swan ends up getting the win in this match with a Phoenix Splash. Uh, Rich Swan did get the win, but the way that they had the way that they had the match set up, Willie Mack was still able to look really good. Uh, you didn't get the win, but um, he. They had a spot where he kicked out at one after receiving like a whole flurry of offense. Um, so, so Willie Mack still looks strong. Um, uh, I hope at some point that we get uh, Brian Cage and and Willie Mack feud or or some matches because Cage versus Mack would be crazy. Um, Desi Hit Squad, the new Desi Hit Squad. Raj Singh and uh, Rojit Raju, um, they're they're out here uh, for the second match. Uh, Raj Singh is Gama Singh's son. Uh, Gersender, who was there before, uh, is 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 out of uh, is is out of there. Um, the uh, Raj and Rohit. Uh, they dominated uh, a jobber tag team, the Beach Bums. Um, so, uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with uh, we'll see what happens with the Desi Hit Squad now. Uh, Rojit Raju um, seemed to be totally totally stoked about the new arrangement i thought that he might want to turn on gama singh uh but we'll we'll see um maybe they'll maybe they'll lead these guys to maybe they'll be contenders for the tag titles uh next up taya valkyrie versus tessa blanchard uh the finish comes when tessa gets dq'd she punches the ref in the face uh, so it looks like this is uh, this feud is going to continue. Um, it was a good match up until the DQ. Um, I, I'm liking this feud. Uh, Tessa and and Taya Valkyrie is just. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really good. It's uh, it's going to be a fun feud, um, and I think they they can run it until Jordan Grace is ready to. Uh, is ready to step up into the title picture. Um, seems like Taya Valkyrie and Tessa Blanchard do have good chemistry in the ring, uh, and we already know that uh, Tessa and Jordan Grace have have worked together before too. So, um, Tessa also Tessa going for the DQ um, makes makes Taya seem uh, a little bit more badass. So. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see what happens uh, from there. Uh, LAX next match uh, defeat Ethan Page and Matt Seidel. Um, it's a it was a good match, but uh, Matt Seidel and Ethan Page uh, have lost both of their first uh, both of their their matches 
on TV. So I'm hoping that they that they get the win sometime soon because Ethan Page, all all ego Ethan Page, uh, is a good wrestler and he definitely deserves uh, a spotlight on television. Um, so I'm hoping that they don't just have him as like some kind of uh, as as some kind of jobber. Um, I don't know why they made them go up against LAX so soon. Uh, because, you know, they can't, or they could have, um, I think that they could have had Paige inside out maybe, uh, win by underhanded means, or perhaps, um, or perhaps they could have just, uh, this could have been a non-finish or, or something, um, to, to keep things going, or you could have just had, um, you could have just had them against another jobber tag team, or, or against like KM and Falaba or or somebody different who they could have gotten the win over, um, and and save LAX versus Sidal and Ethan Page. Um, let's see here. Next up, uh, Pentagon Junior beat Homicide uh, one with a roll up, uh, and then after the match, the OGs come down and they beat up the Lucha Bros. Um, Earlier in the night, they they let us know that King considers Phoenix to be one of Conan's boys. Uh, So since they're still in New York, they can't uh, fight Santana and Ortiz, but they can go after someone else close to Conan. Um, But uh, the 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 OG's LAX feud is kind of is kind of on a hiatus, but feuding with with the lucha bros um is is still is still dope um and it gives the it gives us a chance to let the lax thing breathe not to get too tired of it too soon um and and seeing how how things will work out with them against the lucha bros because the lucha bros are just are just as crazy as them so so it should be it should be really interesting um let's see other things that happened on the show uh Sammy Callahan called out Brian Cage um but he did this at like like an indie promotion in Ohio uh called out Brian Cage but it wasn't actually Brian Cage it was some imposter uh OVE beats him down uh but Brian Cage accepts uh X Division title match so we'll see um I'm I'm interested in that feud, Brian Cage versus all the OVE. Like, sign me up. Uh, Eddie Edwards is gonna face Moose at the final hour special uh, next next Impact. Uh, so there's a video package. Uh, they showed a video package. They talked to both of them, um, and and that's how the match got set up. Uh, they're continuing the hype. Jordan Grace. Uh, coming in so i'm i'm ready for that uh eli drake talked to joseph park um about a class action lawsuit against impact at first i was kind of interested in this now i'm not i think it's a waste of of eli drake i mean he's a really good talker um he's doing like at first i was excited about it, it reminded me of the jericho conspiracy stuff uh but eli great eli eli drake is too good for this uh 
and I'm I'm not interested. So let's let's keep it moving. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kiara Hogan uh, confronted Ali backstage. She wants to know what's wrong with her. Uh, Ali tried to deny it, uh, but then finally she admits that something's wrong with her since returning from the undead realm. So we're gonna figure out what's going on. Um, I'm guessing that. Allie goes completely soulless uh, and heel turn and then Rosemary has to save her somehow. Uh, But we'll see. All right. So that's basically uh, once again, I apologize. Didn't want didn't get a chance to cover ROH. Uh, But this is this is basically uh, the end. One last thing that I wanted to talk about real quick. Um PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, drops the women's top 100 uh, for the year. So we're just gonna uh, we're gonna go through the top 10 real quick. The top 10: number one, Ronda Rousey; number two, Alexa Bliss; number three, Charlotte Flair; number four, Io Shirai; uh, number five, Asuka; number six, Shayna Baszler; number seven, Carmella. Number eight, Nia Jax. Number nine, Mayu Iwatane. Number 10, Kyrie Sane. And then all the way down at 11 is Becky Lynch. And all the way at 14 is Sasha Banks. Uh, we know that the PWI, uh, the PWI lists are based in kayfabe. These are kayfabe lists. So Ronda Rousey being number one should not be a surprise uh it makes sense she's been booked to be very dominant her entire time on raw she has uh risen risen through the ranks very quickly and become the champion and she also uh has yet to lose um on television let yet to lose in wwe so um i mean there's really nowhere else that they can put her uh, besides number one. Um, if we're doing uh, if we're doing an actual list, um, I would say that the knockouts champion Tessa Blanchard is disrespected by not being in that top ten. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Uh, doesn't get enough love and uh, I think they had her at number six uh, I think she could be a little bit higher up on that list Asuka uh, is definitely one of the best in the world um, Sasha Banks could be in the top 10 in my opinion uh, Becky Lynch should be in the top 10 in my opinion um, Alexa Bliss is great but number two uh, I'm not sure if I have Alexa Bliss in the top 10. Uh, just with so, there's so many uh, really good women's wrestlers out here. Tony Storm, uh, like, yes, Io Shirai, uh, Kyrie Sane. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot. Uh, Chelsea Green has had a really good year and uh, been making a lot of noise for herself. Uh, Jordan Grace has had a really good year, been making a lot of noise for herself. Um, I wouldn't put her in the top 10, uh, but maybe in the top 20, uh, Britt, 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 
Baker has uh, has been making a lot of uh, making a lot of noise. There's uh, there's a so there's a there's a lot of different women uh, women wrestlers um, who who could could be on this list. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing in the within the next week uh seeing how how many people are are talking about the list and as as it goes on but uh I did want to touch on that a little bit and I guess that's our only quick hit for the night or for the for the show um so yeah man thank you guys for listening uh I'll catch up with you next week follow at champ podcast on Twitter and on Instagram um I'm closing in on a hundred followers on Instagram. It sounds super lame, uh, but once we once we hit a hundred, I might have like a special announcement or something for you guys. So uh, stay tuned. Keep rocking with me. Thanks. All right, man. I'll catch up with y'all next week. Peace.